Hi, I'm Jennifer Wilde, and you're listening to Sober Exposure. If it's about recovery, we're going to cover it. It's like one big therapy session, but it's free. So thanks for joining our dysfunctional family as we uncover recovery with Sober Exposure. Let's go. Sober Exposure. How you guys doing? Doing good. Is this is this like old school? Do kids still do this? Uh, not. Nah, um, honestly, it's still hip. So it is. Oh, All right, cool. On. All right, I'm rock still. <laughs> All right, so the old lady sober exposure with Lil Josie, and I mean this this young man is just such an inspiration and so incredible. And let me just tell you, as a, I was a teenage alcoholic as well, I walked into my first AA meeting in 1988. I don't think that you were even a glimpse in your parents' eyes in 1988. (laughs) That was so long ago. You were still in your other life. Uh, You hadn't even been. But (laughs) anyway, yeah, yes. So you're sober. You're here. How old are you? Uh, I'm 20. Well, Josie, how long have you been? How long have you been sober? Um, I've been sober for about like a, a year, just about. Okay, that fucking is rock star status. 20 years old, a year. Yeah. Come on, come on, man. Yeah, like you're not even the drinking age yet. Listen, don't don't fall into this trap when you turn 21. No, nah, I nah, because honestly, I've uh I witnessed a lot in my past. And like honestly, thinking about it now, I don't even want to touch it because it doesn't even brighten your future. It really doesn't. <laughs> oh, you're, you're amazing. I need you to sit down and talk to my um almost 17 year old who's a guitar player too, hunter by the way little josie everybody welcome to sober exposure just to give you the yes just to give you the uh warm welcoming that we always give but we just jumped right into things here little josie i have a 16 year old guitar player son and he doesn't touch drugs doesn't do alcohol nothing like that but he's a computer addict and it's the same thing but that's another show yeah it's another show yeah it's another show so, all right. Tell me a little bit about where you came from, who you are, you know, drug of choice, like just qualify that you belong here with all of us. All right. Um, So I come from this little small town in Amsterdam, New York. It's uh, upstate New York. Kind of has like a population of like maybe three, four thousand. Um, honestly, my drug of choice was really psychedelics. And um, I really like drinking a lot, too, for the most part. But honestly, that has affected me so much that I don't even want to touch it now because it changed who I was as a person. Like the, the my mental state after wasn't the same as I was going into it. And I regret even touching it over the fact of that I can't think straight no more. I have to be on medicine now because of it. So you burnt out your brains with with psychedelics, which yeah, for sure. is a touchy subject because I'm not going to talk about it here on this podcast. I'll talk about it on another podcast about yeah. um, psychedelics. But yeah, I mean, your drug of choice, you got to stay away um, drinking, obviously. And as a teenager, do you still find like you have you, you had to just, like find your sober tribe? Like how oh, bad is yeah. it out there? Dude, talk to like. Okay, so let's say that um, I'm just say your mother's listening and your mother has a has a son that is struggling with alcohol. And what what did your parents do? Did you come? What did did they do anything? Did they intervene? It was just all from you. Honestly, I hid most of it from my parents because I didn't want to let them down. 
Um, I, I personally, I used to get high a lot and then hide it from my mom. So like, she really never knew until I came out and I was open to her about it. And, um, she, she was really loving and supporting to me because she really, if I wasn't for my mom, I probably wouldn't be here. Like she honestly grounded me to the point where it's like, I don't need this stuff because she went through the same thing that I did. So that was kind of a testimony to me to say, if my mom can do this and get through this, I don't need it. You know? So your mom's in recovery. Uh, yeah, for sure. But she, she hasn't touched it in years, like anything. She used to be like really bad, but she's sober and she's doing good and she's working hard and I'm super proud. You still live with her? Yeah. uh, I'm living with her right now. Where is she? Um, we are up in Perth, New York. No, I meant what room is she in? I'd love to meet her, but uh, forget um, it's about you, Josie. Josie, no, 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 no. It's about you. We'll meet you. We'll, we'll meet your mom another time. But yeah. I think that that's great. And then, so one, one more thing. Like, um, if if your your mother didn't see, like for me, there was no hiding it. Like my parents knew when I was your age that I was an alcoholic and addict, and they just kept enabling me because they were in denial. They didn't want to know. And I was the one, in, uh, inevitably, just like you. I was a senior in high school. Everybody was going to college, Ivy League colleges. And I went to an Ivy League treatment center. And I I did that myself because my mother was in such denial. She was like, what will the neighbors think? You know, and I'm like, dude, mom, listen, you know, I got to go treatment. And she was pretty humiliated because we grew up in this like town, upper middle class, you know, white picket fence. Meanwhile, everyone's all fucked up behind the picket fence. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So what would you tell parents um, what some warning signs are if they have a feeling maybe something's going on with their teenager and they don't. They don't know. The warning signs that I would give parents is if your kids seem quiet and distant, then there's probably something wrong. Mm. Because did you change your friends? Did you change your tribe? Hang out with myself. Okay. Yeah, that's basically because all all of these people or at least my friend group and like where I'm at right now, they all want to get high. And it's not, it's not like I don't want to hang out with them. It's I don't want to be around that because it's just going to drag me down at the end of the day. So lately I've just been working on myself and I've been hanging out with myself and learning to appreciate the fact that I have to love myself at the end of the day and be okay with being alone. I, I was prop, I was having a really struggle with uh, being alone a lot, but I realized that I'm the only person you really got at the end of the day. I, I agree and disagree. So, yes, it's true. But and I'm not here to give you any advice because I'm not in any position to give advice because I'm like in the worst place in my life right now. And I admit it like not the worst place in my life. No, there could be worse places, but I'm not in the best frame. Uh, with my mental health. But Josie, you know what? It's a we thing, whether it's AA, whether it, whatever it is, whatever uh, realm of recovery, I would love to see you out in a community with other musicians that are sober, that are your age, because it scares me. That scares me a little bit that, that you're doing it by yourself. Yes. At the end of the day, we, we were born alone. We die alone, but um, we're here to walk each other home. That's my favorite saying. So there, there's my motherly advice to you. So one of the things you do, I, I, I know to, um, help you with your recovery is you're into, into your music, which is such a great outlet. It's like therapy, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it helps me let go of a lot of stress that's built up and a lot of the negative energy. It helps me release it. So 
before we get to that, just was it, I just want to talk about like your last drunk or your last high. Was it just like an epiphany? Like I got to stop this or was it like one day you stopped? How did you stop? Um, I just really had a really bad episode where like I got in a manic depression mm-hmm. and um, it got to the point where I was like, I don't want to feel this way no more. This isn't for me. I have a lot of people that care about me and a lot of people that support me. And by doing this, I'm letting them down. And I don't want to let no one down. You know, I want to make people proud of me and I want to inspire people. I know if I start drinking the bottle, it's not going to inspire anybody. No, but you inspired over a million people on YouTube with your new song. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. You got over a million hits. Yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. You got a hit record, baby. I'm I'm an ex radio personality. I worked in rock and roll radio for 25 years. And, um, you know, you definitely got some skills. I love the way you write. And you wrote a song called um, Letting Go, which is something that, you know, I'm actually that's something that I'm kind of struggling with right now is just letting go, letting go of a lot of things um, and acceptance as well. So yeah, that's what that's what I'm at right now, too. But that's why I made this album just so like if I'm having that problem, I could just like listen to it. I'm like all right, this is what I got to do. You know, who, who, who were your influences? Who, who did you listen to? Um, growing up, growing up uh, you still I, are growing up, babe. No, yeah, <laughs> no. Um, so I listened to a lot of like juice world and, um, Lil peep and XX tentacion. They're not. Oh, I love XX. I, I don't. Oh my God. He's, you know, I live right by him. Yeah. And he got, he got shot like right in my neighborhood. I was so upset. Dude, that's sad. Dude. In Florida, I remember that day. I I had just actually gotten out of rehab that day. And yeah, I'm sad dude, and lonely. Honestly, yeah, dude, their 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 music has saved my life. Honestly, if I put it that way, it saved my life. So, all right, how about how about the almost fifty two year old that knows who you're talking about? Like, yeah. I I my son doesn't even like that music. That's just because I I try and stay. You know, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't know any of those other artists. The only reason why I knew that artist is because. I happened to have been in rehab and they would listen to all that in the druggy buggy. And I was like, ah, you're like cool. Yeah. And you're hip, you know, <laughs> today's music. That's hip. I try and roll with it, man. I try not to just stick to Led Zeppelin, but you know, <laughs> it's always my go-to. Yeah, so, it. all right. Writing music. How do you, how do you learn how to write music? You just write it down. <laughs> like, um, how? I, So the, my process on writing music is, um, I come up with like, um, a melody first like i'll hear like like humming in my head like mm-hmm. and then i'll fill i'll fill it in with words that will connect to people and that like um like if i'm feeling alone i'll start writing about feeling alone but i know that there's other people that are like that so i won't just say i'm feeling alone i'll say we're feeling alone wow great tip what a yeah. great that is that that's I love it. And that's the, instead of like extension, whatever his name is like, I'm sad and lonely. You're like, we're sad and lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Lonely. yeah. <laughs> All right, babe. Just like I am not even going to procrastinate anymore, Josie. I want you to play for sober exposure, your new uh, single letting go. That's going to drop in a couple days. Uh, so what? November 24th, right? Uh, 25th. Oh, 25th. The whole the whole uh, the whole album, the whole yeah, LP. The pre-save link drops 25th. I'm super excited. So are we. Give us a taste. Come on. Little Josie, letting go right here. Sober exposure. World premiere exclusive.
Just to get to you, I can't stop now. I know you still love him. No matter how I try, it seems hopeless. I'm running out of time, stuck in the moment. I'll always wait for you, well, now you know it. And I'll still wait for today. But one day, I know that you love me. You're a lifetime away. That's why I'm always headstrong And I'll still wait for today But one day I know that you love me You're a lifetime away And that's why I'm always headstrong I fell in love with you, baby There's beauty in your flaws Here's a reminder if you get lonely or love for who you are. Mm. Touring through different countries now until it's show up after show. Uh, so I'll tell you I love you now because for life you never know. Shorty, I just need you here on top of me. I'm blowing up, there's no stopping. Until I'm gone, love you now and I don't want to let go Heart beating fast, I hear your echoes Running through your mind, you say you love me 
Cause all that's on my mind, it's never ending. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. <laughs> I'm so jealous of that ability to, that just that outlet, you know, to be able to do that. Yeah, and it's such so, a blessing, dude. It's 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 a recovery song, yes, letting go, but also I think you had a girl on your mind. Oh yeah, yeah. dude, for sure. Dude, these girls aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> these girls aren't good. Girls bro. aren't good. They're all bitches. I'm telling you, don't, don't. And just wait till you get your hit record. Then they're yeah, really yeah, yeah. no, dude, away, they're dude. already coming in now and it's like <laughs> get a puppy. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. These dude, I already have good. a dog, so it's we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girls. <laughs> mm, um I don't know if it's harder for a woman to deal with a man or a man, probably a guy to deal with a fucking woman. I think. Yeah, so dude, honestly, because after you break up, I think a guy goes through it worse than a girl does. Cause well, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I think it depends on the person. I go yeah, completely I 100% on- psychotic. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so does this girl know that this song is about her? Oh yeah, for sure. I told her. Oh God! Yeah. If some some guy wrote a song about me like that, yeah, I would be back with. I'm sorry. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's just my thing. I used to date musicians and beg them to write a song for me. And um, some guy in the early '80s decided he would, and he named the song "Slam and Sally." Yeah. The song that was written about me is called Slam and Sally. My name is Jennifer, by the way, Jennifer Beth. But he's like, I wanted you to keep your anonymity because it's a really dirty song. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love you. So, all right. I want you to get into a community with other sober musicians, you know? Yeah, that's what I've been really trying to work on. And um, I've been working with Road Recovery. I don't know if you know who they are. Talk about it. That's how I found you. And I want to talk about Road Recovery for sure, because um, I found you on their Instagram page and I saw you performing. I'm like, I got I got to have this dude, man, you know? Yeah. So tell me about that. What is it? Road recovery. Um, it so just- road recovery is basically the sponsorship to help get youth and teens off of drugs and to focus on music. And the way I found them was truly a blessing because I just stumbled upon this clubhouse. Cause I used to walk around uh, Amsterdam all the time. And uh, this guy, John Sumter, he pulled me to the side and he's like, hey, you like music? We're starting up a music program. And uh, I was just doing music and I was like, yeah, I'd really like to do that. And um, so we just really hit it off from there. He actually got me a couple of shows. He uh, helped me perform at the Amsterdam Bonfire for the high school, which was super dope. And like the vibe was awesome and everybody loved it. And dude, it was so good. But um, so further on, later on, I don't even know how Road Recovery got involved with uh, with Creative Connections Clubhouse, but ever since then, uh, they asked me to be a part of it. And then um, I did a show at the beginning when they all started off and they're like, wow, this could really change a lot of people. And I think I really influenced them a lot to keep going because they told me that themselves. And for me to even be an inspiration to that company, like that means a lot to me. So. Have you ever had anybody come up to you uh, maybe that you knew from the past or whatever and was like, little Joe's, listen, dude, I'm, I'm struggling. I can't get off the psychedelics or, you know, I'm uh, shooting dope or whatever. Have, have people come to you and yeah, have you been able sure. to do that one on one? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the, my best influence to tell them you can't do it by yourself. 
because your spirit is weak. You need God. See, I was going to say, Joe, wait, you're contradicting yourself because you said you want to do things alone and you don't hit it. So but I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Talk I, more about it, that. Yeah, it, it's hard because even though I still have faith in God, I still feel alone. I, I don't I don't understand why. I think it's just one of them feelings that I have to feel personally for myself. So that way I can express it for others. So that way they don't feel alone themselves. That's what I'm starting to come to. I think everybody to some extent feels alone, you know, just like the old saying, I could be at a party with hundreds of people and I just feel alone, you know? Um, And I just think that's part of our humanness, but what you said about God being, because whatever 12 step, no 12 step, whatever I do, I'm a firm believer that there will be no recovery unless there's some form of higher, you know, higher power, higher guidance to carrying us, you know? Um, how does someone at your age find that it's kind of tough, especially if you grew up, like your parents made you go to church with me, my parents made me go to temple and it was so freaking boring. It was all in Hebrew. I was like, what the fuck? I just want to go in the parking lot and freaking smoke a joint and stare at that little cutie that was across it, you know, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, so my dad kind of raised me up in a church, but I didn't really care because I witnessed my dad uh, being not the best dad and he was really addicted to drugs his whole life. So he wasn't really the best dad for me. So I would always look at that and I would be like, dude, what the heck is this guy doing? Like, how are you going to sit there and tell me that some God loves me? And then like, you go and do that to me. So mm-hmm. that was like my biggest contradiction for a while. But like, I had to learn that it's not, it's not about the people because people will always do you wrong, but God will never do you wrong. So that's what's really influencing me the most to keep strong. And it's not only just God, it's the fans. If I didn't have people who cared about me, dude, I don't know where I'd be, honestly. We love you and we need you. We need you. You're so important. Um, You know, you are so important to parents out there that are struggling with kids that are, you know, addicted. Um, Also, you're so important to your own age group and community to show those late teens, early twenties that you can fucking get sober, you know, and you're not too young to be an addict. I was a full blown addict at age 16, full blown addict at 16. And then, you know, the whole 21, Oh, I'm turning 21. I, I remember when I turned 21, I walked into a bar and I showed the guy the ID and he was like, wait, but you've been coming in here for like years. How are you just 21? <laughs> it's like, cause today I'm giving you my real ID. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, just, you know, keep inspiring again. Um, you talked about the collaboration that you're doing. If somebody wants to get involved with, is it road, it's road recovery. Yeah, for sure. And well, is it actually having a, a concert, um, down on East Main Street, down at the Creative Connections Clubhouse, December 9th. I'm really looking forward to it. They're doing a live stream on their channel. Oh, wow. It's going to be really cool, and I'm super excited. I've been handing out They got Steven Tyler on the bill, too, from Aerosmith. Dude, I wish, (laughs) dude. That'd be so dope. Josie, you and I, we're going to get them. We're going to get them. You and I together, baby. For sure. All right? We're going to get mom, Dude, my mom will start crying. My mom is the biggest Steven Tyler fan. Oh, I have to show your mother my pictures with me and Steven. I used to talk to Steven about back in the day in the 90s when I worked at um, in a station in Cleveland. He would come in all the time. 
Yeah. And I would cry to him and be like, I can't get sober, Steve. I can't. And he'd be like, give me a hug on that. That was always his answer. Give me a hug on that. I need to talk to your mother. Yeah. Steve, Steve's, Steve's a great guy. And we're going to get him. 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 So, um, all right, baby. We'll, uh, we'll be seeing way more of you because I know that you're just going to blow up. And the song Letting Go also, that was the acoustic version. I just want to, like, the real version's different. Uh, yeah, that was off my album, Letting Go. The song was called Synesthesia. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Synesthesia. Synesthesia. Yeah. I love that synesthesia. <laughs> that is freaking cool. Yeah. No, I can tell you did psychedelics. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. I got to tell you, Joe's, I love you, but you look a little high, a little bit. I know you're not. No, I'm not. Like, I'm, it's just I'm tired. Of I know. It's very early in the morning. And also... I know they have you on you, you, you take uh, meds for everything. I'm just, yeah, like, I do take meds. That's fine. I mean, I'm all about that. Don't worry about it. Well, you were not on a sober show. I had a sponsor once tell me that because I was on um, meds for my um, mental illness, yeah. which is so fucking prominent right now. Yeah. She's like, I'm not sponsoring you because you're, you're, you're blocked from the sunlight and the spirit. I'm like, okay, when you get a medical degree, you come back and talk to me, bitch, because I am not going off my psych meds. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, but anyway, so that's another podcast for another time. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Let's rock it out. Uh, I love you. We'll be following you. And I then love you, yourself- Jen, come on, dude. It's the- I'm pretty badass. <laughs> so plug your uh, plug your Insta. Where can we find you? Um, You can find me at little Josie. It's uh, L-I-L-J-O-S-I-E-Y. And it's the same for everything. Twitter, SoundCloud, TikTok. So, yeah. Little Josie. Oh, yeah. I'm TikToking it out, bro. Dude, I seen you, dude. I yeah. seen you all working out the other day. Yeah, man. I don't play. I don't yeah. play, baby. I don't play. All right, Little Josie, Sober Exposure. We love you. And um, we'll see you back here again. And we'll we'll do another um, yeah, another song for the next album, right? Yeah, thank you for existing, Jen. I'm super glad that you allowed me to be on here. So thank you. I'm honored. Thank you. And thank you. Keep inspiring because yeah. we need you. We need you. All right. All right. Sober Exposure, Little Josie, Jen Wild out. Peace. Need more? Of course you do. The show's all about needing more. Go to my website at soberexposure.show or get stuck on my Instagram at soberexposure underscore podcast.